Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Greetings, folks. Welcome back to Finishing Well podcast. This is our podcast for our ministry, Finishing Well Ministries, and uh, we are glad to have you back with us. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm here with Hal Habaker. We discuss uh, things on our mind about the whole topic of Finishing Well, and once in a while, we we kind of feel like we um, need to kind of back up a step or two and make sure that we have you up to speed, all of you out there, on uh, what we think are some essentials for you to keep in mind. Hal has uh, put together seven. We uh, covered uh, the first of those uh, last week, last time we talked to you. Uh, I don't think it was last week, Hal, but anyway, uh, the last time we visited with you, we covered, we went on, we went to the actual goal, and that is uh, the seventh essential, which is understanding what it's going to be like when we get to be there with the Lord in heaven. And reviewed why that's something we ought to keep in mind as we try to finish well here. Uh, we are pursuing the essentials, which are pillars of what what we think about finishing well, uh, backwards from that, so that we could kind of get a new perspective for you and for us on how to approach it. So today we're going to cover uh, the six essential. Uh, with you right now, which is uh, kind of being prepared for what's going to be our grand ability to get and live with uh, the Lord in heaven forever. Uh, how? That's a, an exciting topic any way you approach it. And you approach it in a very cool way, I think. So I'd like to just uh, have you talk a little bit more about why you think this subject happens to be a real key aspect of how we can finish well. And uh, I'll, I'll jump back in when you're ready. Okay, Randy, uh, great to be with you today again. I love thinking together about how God works in our lives. Uh, we're reviewing the seven essentials, as you mentioned, in reverse order. You know, when we first taped our first podcast, we only had six essentials. Last year, actually, we added the seventh, which is heaven. So this is a good time to review it. Uh, parenthetically, we're developing an educational platform that will reach people all over the world with the seven essentials and what we're doing. So one of the reasons we're doing this is not only to remind ourselves of them, but People all over the world, all over the United States, will be able to go review these and grow through them themselves. As I think about these seven essentials, I think about an experience I had years ago. I had a close friend. His name was Bill Forrester. He played uh, for Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers in the 60s. Uh, he was a professional uh, in every sense of the word, became a very dear friend of mine. But he used to tell me, he said, how... Uh, Coach Lombardi would take us out in the middle of the football field every time we met together to start summer practice and preparing for the field, uh, the fall rather. 
So he would go out to the center of the 50-yard line, and we'd all gather around him. And what he said, Vince Lombardi would always say, he'd pick up a football, and he'd say, gentlemen, this is a football. And he'd go over the basics of what football was all about. And, of course, Lombardi's thing was the more you practice the basics, the better you'll be. So I've I've always resonated with that. So we haven't reviewed these seven essentials. I mean, this is the first time we've done it. We may refer to them, but we're gathered at the 50-yard line today or in this series, and we're saying, these are the seven essentials. This is what God has framed out for us, and take them and learn from them. You may want to add, you may want to subtract as you think about growing yourself, but order our stuff online, download it online, and I want to encourage you to go through it. I love reviewing it again and again. So with that introduction, let me go to the sixth essential. The sixth essential is we will plan ahead for when we will not be here. I mean, we're really looking ahead to our death when life will you know, cease as we know it from this viewpoint. When we'll be translated to heaven, which is what we did for our first two, uh, what what will our first day in heaven be like, and what is the seven essential, anticipating eternity. So let me review just a few basic scriptures, and then, Randy, I want you to jump back in. You know, God already knows our last years. What is the, the Psalm 139? It says, your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. God knows all of our days. He knows exactly how long we'll live. He's orchestrating our lives. And and other scripture writers pick this up. Uh, let me pick up Psalm 39. I want to read just three or four of them. Uh, the psalmist says, Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the extent of my days? Let me know how transient I am. Behold, you have made my days as hand breaths, and my lifetime as nothing in your sight. Surely every man at best is a mere breath, Selah. Surely every man walks about as a phantom. Surely they make an uproar for nothing. He amasses riches and does not know who will gather them. Uh, Psalm 89, two verses here. Remember what my span of life is. For what vanity you have created all the sons of men. What man can live and not see death? Can he deliver his soul from the power of the grave? Selah. And then uh, I want one more. Psalm 90, verses 9 through 12. I, I love these verses. You know, you just take a candor, a candorous look at your life and try and get a picture of what God's doing in it as we age, knowing that it will come to an end. Moses in Psalm 90 says this, For all our days have declined in your fury. We have finished our years like a sigh. As for the days of our life, they contain 70 years, or if due to strength, 80. And even now in our day, many are living to be centenarians or a hundred, yet their pride is but labor and sorrow, for soon it is gone and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger and your fury according to the fear that is due you? 
And here, Moses, I love this. It's a classic verse in my mind and in the thinking of finishing well. Teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. So I love this picture in our workbook and on our videos. I have an hourglass and the glass is sifting through. Our lives are finishing up. So there are things that I think God has for us to do. I mean, we live that way. We want to have wisdom as we see the end of our lives appearing. Maybe it's a decade. Maybe, I, I don't know, when often we don't know. Sometimes we may know if we have a terminal disease or an illness or something. You, you know, you're near the end of your life. At least you know you're winding your years down. So those are all things that I think God ordains for us. And as wise people, he wants us to be thinking ahead. There are many Proverbs we could quote, you know, about trusting your life. I mean, giving your resources to your grandkids and how you provide for them, knowing that we all are have limited time on this life. So with that background, I want to talk about some things. Or First of all, before we talk about them, Randy, jump in. But then let's talk about some of the things that I think God expects us to be thinking about and acting on as we near or think about the end of our lives. Any feedback on these verses and just the idea of it, Randy? No, I think it's important that you do this, Al, that we that you do this series kind of, you could call it, that we're doing right now for people who uh, are interested in what are the what are the fundamentals, first of all, of finishing well? And you guys, you know, in the in the mind of you guys, we're talking about it. And this is what, these things are what they are. The fundamentals, first of all, recognizing the joy that we will all get when we get to heaven. Recognizing what a place heaven is. Secondly, though, Hal, is are you ready? And that's what you're talking about today. Are we ready? Are, are we are we ready from the standpoint of our spiritual uh, st- status and uh, strength and whatever issues we have? Are we ready in that in that vein? But also, are we ready on in, in just the earthly issues and cultural, if you want to call it that, but earthly cultural things that we have to do? Uh, to be the responsible person in the role that the Lord has given each of us. Whatever role that is, uh, as we age, am I handling that with responsible, with, with the kind of care that the Lord would expect of me? Or am I just saying, hey, I'm gonna, I'm going, I don't have time, nor do I want to think about stuff like that. So I'm going to leave that to somebody else. Leave it to somebody else. And um, just that's not my concern. All I'm saying is how that we we are only asking for uh, the thought that as we age, are we aging in a way that would honor the Lord? Are we aging in a way that would that would take care of the responsibilities of the role that the Lord has given us. And one of those, as we become a a matriarch or patriarch in our family, is we have to get ready for the fact that we won't be here. And what will 
what will be done after that? How will our impact, what positive impact will we have or what negative impact will we have? So I think what we're doing here is kind of the old adage, Al, uh, you know, tell them what you want to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. Because we're trying to, both for ourselves and for others, remind ourselves that we have to keep thinking about these things and trying to trying to figure out ways to make them happen in our lives, even though they're very busy on other issues, taking care of our health, taking care of our family, taking care of everything that's around us. We still have to keep these things in mind. That's all we're saying, aren't we, Hal? We don't want to hassle anybody. We really don't want you to feel like we are shaking our finger at you. We're just trying to say that what we're learning, what God is teaching us, and what we are wanting to do more for ourselves, we'll put ourselves at the, you know, in line with you, is we want to learn how to do those things in a way that honors what God expects of us. That's all. We each have a plan. We each have a plan. All we're saying is you've got a plan. Let's see if you can make sure that your uh, I's are dotted, your T's are crossed when it comes to your personal affairs. And it'll make a big difference for your family here on earth and a big difference in the way God is feeling you're honoring what he would expect. Am I right or wrong, Hal? I think you're exactly right, Randy. To that end, let let me just cover a short list of things. And obviously, we can't deal with all of these in great detail. Uh, Maybe at some place we should. But uh, let me review a a short list of things. You know, all all the legal documents of our life and and our culture and our health care with our lives, you know, wills, trust, you know, is your will up to date? You know what? A, a third to half of people in the United States die without a will, without an accurate will. And I don't want to name any names, but we all hear through the news of people who don't have their wills lined up when they die, and there's all kinds of chaos in the courts over not over not having settled those kinds of things. A medical power of attorney, DNRs, HIPAA releases. You know, declaration of a guardian. I mean, all all kinds of legal issues with respect to end of life and what's going to happen to you as we wind down our lives. It's it's a realistic thing. And I think God expects us to act accordingly. You know, another category is uh, funeral concerns. What's going to happen to your body? Have you declared that? Uh, Are you going to give your body science? You're going to be bearable? You bearable? Buried? You're going to be cremated? Have you had any of these discussions? Have you paid your funeral expenses in advance? Or are you going to expect your kids to make all those decisions? I mean, I think there are things that we ought to decide. I love Joseph in Genesis 50. He determined where he wanted his body buried back in Shechem. And Israel carried his body around for 40 years, but he wrote all of that stuff in advance. And I think you and I do should as well. You know, conversations around this. Have you had conversations with your pastor? Who's going to officiate your funeral? Do you want any input into that? Are you going to say, no, I'm going to let somebody else plan all that? 
I don't have any interest in that. You can have any conversations with your spouse or your adult kids about those kinds of things. You know, Tim Keller recently went to be with the Lord and he planned out his whole service. I have a good friend who went there just, just to see how his service was executed and how his life came through, even though he was dead. Uh, conversations with your pastor, who's going to fish you, you know, just lots of details like that. And I've done many where people haven't done a thing. So then I have to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the leader, you know, pulling people together. What do you want? How do you do all this? So my encouragement is you got a bunch of legal issues. You got some practical issues in it. And then, you know, the thing that I care deeply about is, are you writing your life down for your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids? I think we have a responsibility to record our lives in some respect, whether we do a video, whether we write it down, whether we dictate it, whatever it is. But there are categories of wanting to communicate your life and what God has done in your life. And of course, that's the record of scripture. It's the record of how God works and people he's used. And of course, who wouldn't want to do that with respect to our family? So those are general categories of things that I think we need to cover and give it some attention. <laughs> we want to procrastinate. We don't feel like, well, I'll get to that tomorrow sometime. But then tomorrow comes and we're not here. I mean, it happens again and again and again. What would you add to that? Or do you want to delve into any of those, Randy, and just uh, a little bit more detail? No, I, I think I, I think you've covered it, Hal, but I'll just say that you convicted me. <laughs> you convicted me. I'm, I am, and uh, I know there's other things I want to, to do in, the, in that list you just said that I haven't done. Uh, I've just, though, Hal revised uh, our will uh, according to changes in the family that I've had over the last uh, year, two years. Um, and that's an important element. Uh, just getting that done, uh, however you you folks out there, you know, have decided to do it. Uh, I happen to be working uh, with an attorney. I mean, I don't think that's absolutely 100%. Uh, a requirement for anybody, but it, it apparently uh, what I understand, Hal, is if you try to do a will, writing it on the back of a, a, a of a notepad or something, and then filing that away, let's just say in a home safe, uh, that there can be issues that come up. And if I mean, if it's clear, and if the family is all very cooperative. And it's you've got a situation where everybody just loves everybody and is totally happy with with things. Uh, they'll they'll take the time to decipher your writing. Uh, some people write wills as as you know how on different kinds of pieces of paper and expect people to put them together into one kind yeah. of uh, document. Uh, and it's not that the family wants to squabble. It's not that the family wants to have division in it. But when stuff like that happens, it just almost automatically produces what I don't think you, as the writer of your will, would want to have happen. Uh, you don't want your will to create chaos in your family. You don't want uh, the end of your life to create chaos and division 
and divisiveness and squabbles and all kinds of nastiness that Hal and I have heard about from a funeral director in our in our finishing well uh, group uh, many years as a funeral director. And my gosh, the stories that come out of that that he has told are almost unbelievable uh, about families when when there wasn't a clear cut and agreed upon end of the life desire expressed by, you know, by the patriarch or matriarch who has passed away. So I'm just saying, folks, that that's so important for you to say, I want to leave a positive influence on my family. That's what's most important to me, is to leave something that will make it life a little bit easier for them, make life a little bit smoother for them to take care of the things that they have to do with me, with, with my ending, with my status, whatever it is, when I end. Uh, that, those kinds of things will really help. You mentioned the DNR, Hal. Uh, that is so important, so important. Do not resuscitate. You and only you, folks, you know this. All of you out there know this. Only you can decide that for everybody else. Only you. And if you haven't expressed that, it's very difficult, even for your spouse. In those trauma-filled moments sometimes that you're gonna that that can be a part of your passing to deal with. They won't, they may not know how to deal with it because they're going. They're going to be in a state that is certainly wanting you to have every opportunity to to continue your life. And uh, you may have, a DNR just allows you to say, hey, I know when it's time for me and the Lord knows when it's time for me. And and I'm not, I don't want to stay on on life support as a vegetable or stay in a, uh, you know, a contraption where I can't talk. Uh, I can't really express anything. I can't, I really can't be there anymore. So uh, I think it's important for each of us. I mean, I had a, on my father's side, I had a grandmother who lived, Hal, as a vegetable in a hospital room for 13 years. Wow. Never said a word. So I can just say, you know, it's possible for people to, to do that, it's possible for modern medicine to do miracle-type things right now. Uh, I'm not talking about bringing us back to life. I'm just saying they can do some crazy things uh, to keep us going. So it's very important for each person out there to express your will of what you want to your spouse. But if your spouse isn't alive anymore, to express it to your children who are going to be looking after you. So. I'm just saying how just those two things alone can make a huge difference um, amongst the many that you mentioned that are important for each of us to get squared away with. Uh, so helpful, Randy. Uh, let me kind of tie tie our thoughts up today. I, I'd encourage you to do a couple of things. First of all, in our workbook on the seven essentials. Uh, you can download sections of this, but on pages 
57 and 58, we have an entire list of things that cover everything we've discussed about. And, you know, download it and look at it and let it be of help to you as you think through with others, with your spouse, with friends, with your attorney, with wherever it is, with your pastor. as you think about all the details, again, Psalm 90, verse 12, teach me to number my days and see what's coming so that I may present to you a heart of wisdom and a life that finishes wisely. Uh, so do that uh, in our uh, book, Aging with uh, Purpose. Uh, there are a number of resources that we have in the back of that book uh, dealing with all of these issues as well. So I I want to encourage you. Uh, That's what we want to do this day. We want to encourage you to be thinking about these kinds of things. Make progress. Take steps. And, you you know, I I want to pick up one more thought, Randy, that you mentioned. You know, as we age, even in our mid-70s, 80s, life is changing. So you're always reflecting, what do I want to change in my will? What do I want to change? What do I want to add to my story? How do I want to prepare? How do I want to anticipate my own life and long-term care? Where do I want to live? What do I want to do? So we're all moving along in life. And at every point along in life, we're asking for the best wisdom, trusting our lives to God, and growing through those experiences. Would you Would you agree with that, Randy? And how would you kind of wrap this up today? Yeah, 100%, Hal. 100%. 100%. That's, that's a big part of that responsibility I was describing that comes with our age. We've earned that right to make those decisions by virtue of being blessed by the Lord to have the years under our belt that we have. And, you know, you talked to mentioned, you mentioned a, uh, uh, you mentioned a verse about counting our days, right? Counting our days. Well, uh, no matter what age you are, I don't know that I need to sit around counting, you know, that I'm 34,212. But one of the things I do know is if, if you know, once I get in my 30,000s, if you will, of days, I have to start thinking about things differently. I really, that's, it's not just that somebody's telling me to do that or is, you know, I'm not, it's not because some book sets, says, uh, hey, the rule book is that you have to change everything you're doing. You know, do not go sit in your easy chair. Do not go on any vacations. Do not do this till you get this done. No, there's nothing like that. And, and you and I laugh about that. We're, we're yeah, not we saying, do. we're not saying give up any joy you have in your life to just set and devote 100% of your time to thinking about the end of your life. Nah, we're not saying that. But we are saying that a responsible person with age looks at things a little bit differently. And one of those things we look at is ourselves. And one of those things we take care of that we think is probably better if we do it for ourselves than somebody else does it is the stuff we're talking about in this essential. That's all, Hal. That's what this is about, is just the, 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 the hoped for and, and, and uh, uh, desired by us 
uh, understanding you have that it's important for you. It's not going to be, somebody's not going to be standing over your head, beating you on the head with something saying, do this. But it's important for you to grasp with, what is it I need to get done to help my family, maybe to help my friends, and maybe to help ensure that I have a smoother transition to the life I'm going to have forever, knowing that I've taken care to not create divisiveness and strain and stress in what I've left behind. Great thoughts, Randy. I appreciate you interacting with me and together seeking God's wisdom and how we live. As I close, I want to encourage you with another thought as you listen to this. You know, personally, I've been a pastor for almost 50 years in my life and watched the church, studied it. And I think the church has a responsibility to help people do these kinds of things. And that's what finishing well is. And that's what these seven essentials are. And let me tell you, churches all across America are taking these seven essentials and they're dealing with this sixth one and helping people to think through these issues. And it's awesome to watch Watch how God uses our lives. Watch how he uses this ministry to help us really age well. So I would encourage you to consider that as a possibility. Wherever you're at in church, you may want to adapt some of this to where you're at. And as we age together in a segment of our congregation, let's deal with the things in our lives that God wants us to deal with. So thanks for traveling with us today. Thanks, Randy, for being my sidekick. If you have a question or comment, uh, write me at hal at finishingwellministries.org or randy at finishingwellministries.org. We'd love to interact with you uh, and pray for us. Uh, support us financially and help us be the, the agency God has called us to be and encouraging a senior generation to embrace God's plan for us in these important years. So may God bless you. Thanks, Randy, and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.